Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast, and I'm Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll even tell you where you can find us at the end of the episode. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There is not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used our Inspired Diet, along with our help and our support, to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops. We've had regains, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain, and we can help you find your way back into those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you. We'll help you set goals. We'll help you make food lists. We even have meals for you to eat. And we've got our own products, so we go beyond just ideas, and we help you in real time with real tools that really help. Our support is made up of people who are just like me, and collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose regain and learn to change their habits so that the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. I spotted a quote on Instagram the other day that really resonated with me. It was, what you aren't changing, you are choosing. And I really think that's true. If, you haven't, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that I talk about change and choices in almost every single episode. It's important, um, the concept of change and choices. And a lot of people, myself included, tend to forget that everything about life as a post-op is a choice. It's a choice to even become a post-op. As much as we may have needed bariatric surgery to save our lives, it's a good point to remind everybody listening that bariatric surgery is considered elective. It's a choice from before we even start. In fact, in one of the episodes we link a lot in our support groups when people are struggling on Facebook, it's titled, Maybe You Don't Want to Lose the Weight. Because we hear from a ton of frustrated people who just can't seem to get started with weight loss despite having a regain or having no clothes to wear or just whatever situations. And, and it's true. At a very basic level, if you want to lose weight and make the choice to stick with your diet for a day, you can lose the weight. If you do it for two or three days, you'll lose that weight. It won't be overnight. You're going to start seeing progress, but, but you'll, if you keep choosing that diet plan over and over again, you'll see results. You'll see the results that you want. But if you want to lose the weight and make the choice to have a treat and get back on track tomorrow and and then do that again a couple days a week, you may start noticing that tomorrow never actually seems to come. You don't spend more than a day or two on track. It's consistency that helps us lose weight. Not one day on track. We have to stay on track for many, many, many days. So I want to do um, something a little bit odd, and maybe not odd, um, it might come off as harsh, but I want to go through some of the things that we see in our Facebook support groups on this very topic as, and use them more as examples. Now before I start, I want to say that it's smart to use your support group to vent, to get things off your ch- chest, to ask for help, and more importantly, take responsibility for your actions. There's absolutely no need to beat yourself up or feel guilty. But it is smart to talk about what you did wrong while you're trying to get advice to make sure that you get it right the next time. But when I pulled these specific examples, I did so because the language that we use, um, both in our thoughts and in our words and when we're talking to other other post-ops or other people, 
that language is important and points out exactly what's going on, whether we realize it or not. So here's the first quote that I found. Um, Day one, and I've already slipped up. I was making the kids a snack and took a bite and ended up eating a little baggie of goldfish. Oh, well, back on track tomorrow for sure. Quote number two, back on track today. I slipped up Saturday when we decided to go out and I couldn't resist the fried rice on the menu. Then again on Sunday, I slept up again and had a donut after church. But I've got this. Quote number three, surprised that with the amount of slip-ups that I had last week, I only gained two pounds. So I want to break these down a little bit one by one. They all use a specific language and phrase, and that is slip-up. And it doesn't sound that bad, does it? A slip-up is when you buy the wrong flavor of toothpaste or when you sort of trip going through a door. It doesn't even sound bad, right? Slip-up is the oops, my bad sort of thing that we say as we giggle. It minimizes our action, our little stumble. But if you chose to say the word mistake, well, that's a little bit harsher, right? You got something wrong when you make a mistake, right? It's a mistake because you didn't realize that it was wrong at the time, though, isn't it? A mistake may be forgetting to put the stamp on a bill before you drop it in the mailbox. A mistake is deleting an email accidentally as you scroll through your inbox. A mistake is leaving the curling iron on after you leave the house. But think about these examples that I used one by one. It's all a series of choices, even the words. So let's go back a little bit to to the first one that I talked about. And I'll repeat it. It's day one, and I've slipped up. I was making the kids a snack and took a bite and ended up eating a little baggie of goldfish. Oh, well, back on track tomorrow for sure. So here are the choices. First of all, why not take a second right here and ask what kind of snacks are good for kids that will also work for the plan and be good for you? And by ask, I mean ask in the group. Like, hey, I, I, I messed up. I made the kids a snack and started eating it. What can I give them that will also help me? Because honestly, no kid needs goldfish crackers. Goldfish are a pro- popular kid food that um, it's popular because it's dirt cheap. It's available everywhere. You don't have to cut them up if you've got little teeny tod- toddlers. And it's a fun shape. But honestly, kids don't need crackers any more than you do. They, they just don't. No one needs crackers. The second part of this, the second choice, you slipped up on day one. The day isn't over yet. Why not get back on track that same moment? That's a choice. Get back on track now. Hey, I slipped up. I ate the goldfish. I'm back on track. It's not going to happen again today. But by saying back on track tomorrow for sure, that's a choice to stay off plan for the remainder of the day. So what's that rest of the day going to look like? Is it going to be exercise and veggies for lunch and, and, and all your water for the day? Probably not. Probably it's going to be your cheat day because you already messed up, so why not have something else? It's like a cycle that just never stops. You have to correct it in the moment. And if you don't, it's a choice. And if you do, it's a choice. Anyways, the third choice there, these goldfish didn't just jump out of the baggie and into your mouth. You weren't compelled by alien forces to chew them up and swallow. And you didn't have some mystery partner there next to you feeding them to you until they were all gone. While it's not an easy one to admit or even one to fix, you still chose to have one. You made a conscious choice to eat that goldfish. And then you had another one. And again, that was all you. You chose it. I've done it. Everyone has done that. It's, but it's not a slip up when you do that over and over again. It's not a mistake. It's a choice. It, was a, it may have been a slip up to have one. It may have been a mistake to have one. 
But when you ate all of them, that was a choice. And I know that stings because I think that's something that we've all done. So the next example that I used was back on track today. I slipped up on Saturday when we decided to go out and I couldn't resist the fried rice on the menu. Then again, I slipped up on Sunday with a donut after church. But I've got this. So what stands out there just initially? It's not one slip up, but two. There's no plan of action. Nothing listed there that takes responsibility. Nothing that, you know, extenuating circumstances. Just here's what happened. Nothing. The end. I've got this. There was a choice made, though, wasn't there? There was a choice to order fried rice. There was a choice to grab a donut. And what do they mean by I've got this? Got what? There's a confession there. But what do you think they've got? The choice in their words right there is what they've got. They've got this lighthearted attitude about this. And they probably are very honest and very focused right now in that moment to stay on track. But let's be clear here. Where's a learning moment in this? Is there any indication that they want something to help them make a better choice next time? Is there a request for how to navigate the social hour at church? Seems like there's always going to be donuts there. What about dinner? Did they ask what on earth to order when all you want is the rice? Did they give any indication of what things specifically they're going to do that day to make it a better choice than the one before? Honest moment. I'm honestly very happy that someone posted that way. They're ready to have, they're obviously ready to have some sort of different outcome. But on the other hand, there's nothing there that's actually going to lead to that different outcome as they're not really asking for anything. They're just confessing. They're just getting it off their chest getting it out there, putting it out there. And they're really confessing without taking any real responsibility. And they're playing it off like it's a small blip. Again, this is common. It's easy to admit that we, we aren't following the plan when we keep it lighthearted with terms like slipped up. But again, there was a choice. First choice was that they ordered fried rice. Second choice, they really didn't want to get back, if the very, back on track if the very next day they grabbed donuts after church. We really have to lean into ourselves in these moments and go into our support groups and ask for real life, what would you do advice? Because next weekend, won't there be at least church again on Sunday? It happens every week, right? Odds are they're heading back to a restaurant, maybe not that same one, but they're going to be in a restaurant sometime in the next 40 or 50 years of their life, right? One of the best ways to lock in success after weight loss surgery is to use everything, even the things we get wrong, as a learning opportunity. And I know I keep saying this, but I get it 100%. I'm a post-op. I've been in restaurants, and trust me, there's always something on the menu that looks better than that to that little part of my little brain than the part of me that knows what I should be eating. There's always something that looks better than what I, I know I'm supposed to eat. Staying on track isn't always a bowl of cherries for me or for anybody. But it is a heck of a lot easier to stay on track when I'm sitting there in not plus-sized pants that I didn't buy at Lane Bryant. And I'm not perfect. I've made the wrong choice. I've screwed up. I've screwed up so much I had a 150-pound regain. And yeah, while I was losing that weight, I had stalls and I fell off track. We all do. We're all human. But what's more important and what made the difference, and I cannot stress that enough, is what we do after we make those choices. If this is something you've done, and trust me, this was not a hard example to locate in our Facebook group because it's very, very common. It happens all the time. This would have been a perfect opportunity to share an issue, vent a little bit, get it off your chest, but get help from people who've likely had that exact same issue, right down to the choices, donut, 
Chinese food, because, because, but because of the way that it was worded, you're going to get more commiseration than solutions. And remember, we talked about this in one of our most recent episodes, Me Too isn't going to help anybody. Hearing the struggle is real is kind of a nice little pat on the back to know that you're not alone. But at the end of the day, it's not going to help you figure out what to do to avoid the struggle, is it? It's not. You've got to use your time in a support group to talk openly about your struggles. Be honest. There's no reason to sugarcoat anything. And it's okay to share an issue. It's okay to share your frustrations. But you've got to do, do so in a way that's clear that you're not just venting and that you're, you're actively trying to do something so that people who are there know how to support you. Because nobody wants you to keep repeating the same struggle over and over again. That's just crazy madness. I also want to add that if you want to vent, please do that. Get things off your choice. But start your posts off. Start your comments off by saying, I just need to get this off my chest. Don't mask situations with lighthearted hopes and and little platitudes that don't really do much for anything. Just because you have a little bit of regret and you're starting over again on yet another Monday where you weren't on track the week before. And the last quote that I had pulled was um, surprised that with the amount of slip-ups I had last week, I only gained two pounds. Okay, so first of all, again, this was posted in a support group. If you're in a support group and coming to talk about your, your bad week and your slip-ups in a support group, if you were having a rough time, don't come after the rough time. Come during the rough time. Come talk to your support group before it snowballs. Because you know what? Gaining two pounds in a week is absolutely a red flag you need to pay attention to. It's not a sign that you didn't fail. It's a sign that you're in danger because there will be a time, especially if you're a new post-op, I can say this with absolute certainty that comes from personal experience and experience helping other people succeed after weight loss surgery. There's going to be a time when losing two pounds in a week is remarkable because it was hard work. We get so tied up in the early post-op excitement, those early months when we're losing at least a pound a day, that when we start seeing little gains and little like stalls and stuff like that, we don't initially take it as seriously as we need to. And trust me, it does absolutely snowball faster than you realize. Now, I need to state here, of course, that weight is not a fixed thing. There will always be fluctuations in, in play. Um, we actually have an article I can link. I'll tell you where to find it at the end of the episode, but it talks about why weighing yourself daily is a very, very smart accountability tool and how to use that scale to your advantage without giving yourself a complex about those numbers. Because the fact is that seeing your weight on the scale daily is a very, very useful tool. And especially like in this, epi- in this very example, if you had been weighing yourself daily, it's more likely that seeing that, that weight loss number stop seeing it stop, move down and start kind of creeping up a little bit, it would have straightened you out or at least had you kind of make some more conscious choices that day and you would have nipped it in the bud, so to speak. But yeah, two pounds is a big red flag that something is up and something is more than the needle on the scale. It's your nutrition, it's your exercise, something's gone wrong. So the choice here though, um, and there were probably a lot of choices made over the course of that week. But the biggest one is the failure to get back in the game before it was too late, before things snowballed out of control. And I go, I, I know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's easier said than done. It was only a few days, so what's the big deal, right? But two pounds up in a week is going to be 
is, is that going to be like two pounds more next week because you didn't figure out what was going on? It's really, really easy for that to add up quick. So you've got to think about the things that you have in your toolbox of success, so to speak, the, 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 the tools that you have. And um, the first one and the most important one, especially in this situation, because this person posted in a support group, they had a support group to rely on. Things were getting tough. They knew they were making slip-ups. And our Facebook group specifically is so unique in the fact that it's on Facebook. So it's open 24-7, 365. And we've made sure um, from a kind of a management perspective that we have about two dozen successful post-ops who come from all walks of life and who've dealt with everything. And I might add that they're in multiple parts of the country. So it's likely that if you're up and posting, there's someone who's been there and has gotten through it that's up and ready to listen to you and will help you deal with things. We've got admins who specialize in all surgery types. We've got nurses. We've got nutritionists, personal trainers. Some of us have um, revisions. We've got a great base of knowledge for every surgery type out there, time from surgery, new new post-ops, old post-ops, whatever. What's important, though, is that they were all members first. They all got to be moderators and admins because of how they interacted with the group, how they used the tools that we offer. They are are just post-ops who wanted to help other post-ops work through many of the same issues they had to work through. They want to help. They're right there for you. It's an amazing resource. Another tool that we have is our website. I'll tell you where to find it at the end of the episode, but it's packed with articles that will help you. We've got delicious recipes. Um, We've got everything that you need that will help you get through this and any struggle or any success without falling face forward into something that you know you can't get out of. And of course, these podcasts, specifically the first three episodes that actually walk you through how to get started, how to set goals. And then there's about 25 more that will walk you through every aspect of motivation, choices, how to handle parties, dealing with counting calories, exercise, all of that. We chose to move our live chats that I was doing on Facebook to a podcast because we wanted to present these in a format that would be easy for you to find when you need them. No matter how you listen to them, if you're listening to them on the computer or on your phone, it's going to be easy to find a topic that helps you right there, what you need, and you can put on repeat even if you want to. But we're right there in your pocket with the truth and the information that we've learned and that we want to pass on to you so that you don't have to repeat our mistakes. My point with all of this information, though, is you're not alone. You have support tools. A lot of support groups will tell you that it's okay it's okay to, to have a slip-off. You're only human. You'll even get a Me Too in most groups, and especially in ours, too, you'll get that. But what sets our group apart from other groups is that we won't beat you up. We're not going to just tell you it's okay and just kind of leave you standing there alone. We're going to tell you the truth. And sometimes when we slip up, it, that truth kind of stings. Don't fall into that victimization trap and take that, that sting personally. Sharing bad choices without any sort of regard for your next steps or troubleshooting to avoid it isn't something we tolerate, but don't take it personally. We're not trying to be mean specifically to you. We're trying to kind of shake you awake. Like, what are you thinking? It's not so much a personal judgment against you and your personality and and who you are. It's just in a way to like, hey, you've got to stop doing this. We really want you to kind of make that better choice. And we know how first, how hard firsthand this is. Um, That sounded really weird, but we know this is, this is something, like I said, we're all post-ops. We've struggled with this. We know how impossible it is to be perfect. And no one in our group or anywhere is expecting you to be perfect. But there is an expectation that you want to follow the plan and that you want to be successful. 
So we really want you to take responsibility for what happens, for what you've done, for what, you, what choices you've made, good or bad. Surgery is a really, really big deal. And we do this by choice. No one's forced into weight loss surgery. So understand that if you're getting feedback that's, that's not a soft, gentle hug that you're kind of feeling a little bit hurt from, we're not doing it to be mean or to attack you. We're doing it because there's no reason to sugarcoat the reality of your choices. We're doing it because we've learned that it sort of takes a big wake-up call to shake up our thoughts and get us to change. That kind of moment like, wait a minute, where you start thinking critically about what's going on. These choices that we have to make to be successful, they're hard for all of us. For every single post-op, it's not easy. There's no post-op who didn't struggle with these choices. Just because somebody is at goal doesn't mean that they don't work daily, probably by the minute, to stay there. It didn't come easy to anybody. But that's why when you join our support group, you get more than just a place to post a pretty before and after photo to, to share recipes. When you join our support group, you actually find a community of folks who aren't all that different from you. There are a group of people who want you to be the success that you want to be. You get real tools that really help you through the slip-ups and into learning. So you stop making so many slip-ups. Will you never make another bad choice? No. But what's likely to happen is that those bad choices won't actually be that bad in the scope of things. And you'll be able to redirect yourself in minutes. Not after you've already ruined the weight loss for the week or had two donuts or two slip-ups for the week. You'll learn that kind of um, balance that you didn't have before. You'll learn that the way you ate before surgery and the way you approached food was deeply flawed, flawed, both in portion sizes and like calorie count and the quality of foods that you ate. Those things that are tripping you up today may not trip you up down the road because you'll understand that they weren't helping you. They weren't serving you. We'll help you get to that point, or at least to that point where you can acknowledge, hey, you know what? Donuts aren't going to help me. I need to stay away. I know it's hard, but I've got to do it. It takes some work, though. We can help you get there, but it does take a lot of work. You're not going to get there overnight. And just joining the group or buying the diet box, getting surgery, none of that is going to help you get to that point unless you do the work, unless you do it. And often that, that work starts with one thing, and that one thing is taking responsibility for reactions. That way you can learn from them. But again, it's a choice. The work is a choice. What are you going to choose? So with that, I'm going to end here. And I want to thank you so much for listening. And um, I really want you to come join us on Facebook. I know I talked a lot about us, and it may have come off as a little bit harsher that we're kind of some sort of weird bariatric boot camp. But we're not. We're there to hold your hand and help you through this. We want you to succeed. We can always be found on our website at www.bariatriceating.com. Once you're there, you can do a keyword search for podcasts to find all of our episodes that are listed. With um, We've got even like little show notes for each one. Um, in each of them, you can find links and extra advice. For this one specifically, I'm going to add a link to our Facebook support group so you can find us easily. Um, the Inspire Diet, I talk about it all the time. It's, it's a way that's going to help you relearn how to eat and how to cook even. Um, the article that I mentioned above that, that covers the scale and how to use it without going insane. And if you have any questions that you may like me to tackle on an upcoming episode, send me an email. I'm available at ask, A-S-K, at bariatriceating.com. And just to remind you, we're not just talk. Our articles, our recipes, our website has been helping post-ops for nearly 20 years, and it will help you too. So please come check out our website. 
Don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so that you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. And please, if you enjoyed today's episodes, pass it on to someone you think may also find it helpful. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.